This episode is sponsored by our friends from Silvercross Sudbury. Silvercross Sudbury is your local store for quality home accessibility equipment. They sell the following products. Stair lifts, curved stair lifts, ceiling lifts, wheelchair lifts, wheelchairs, power wheelchairs, walkers, scooters, hops, hospital beds, just to name a few. Visit them at 760 Notre Dame Avenue or call them at 705-222-0700. That is 705-222-0700 for any healthcare inquiries. Seems as though I've lived my life on the bad side of the moon. Just stir your drags and sickness still without a rustic spoon. Now come on people, live with me where the light has never shown. And my hornets flock like hummingbirds speaking in a foreign tongue. This is my life, this is my life, this is my life, my life. What is going on, everybody? Welcome to episode 89 of Behind the Bench. Corey Conacher, eh, Tom? Now it's time to use Corey Conacher. Let's go. 89. How's everybody doing? Uh, the boys are here in action. We're just rolling. The boys just keep rolling around here at BTB. Um, a lot of moving parts. Tommy is back, uh, back here for an epi. Glad to have him back. We have a massive guest on the podcast um, today, which we'll, we'll we'll talk to you a little bit later about. But uh, let's send it off to the man himself, Tommy Vlahos, back after a week. How you doing, buddy? You guys gave me a week suspension. I feel welcome back. Just kidding. It was very busy last week, and obviously you guys pulled through, as you guys always do. To crush another episode so great to be back um miss you guys this episode's hilarious we will obviously the listeners will hear the four pack to me it was the best one we've been a part of since we started this thing uh, so great topic on board about that things are good on my end work nha did i even talk about me getting on there i, don't, I guess not eh no you didn't nope so i got on as a um player development skills instructor whatever term word you want to use so I'm there about, uh, you know, every single night almost, it feels like, since I started two weeks ago. So you can see me with uh, the lead instructor, Rob Dimitrik himself. Obviously, I haven't seen Daryl there yet because he's there for the morning times, but I'm learning a ton, boys, let me tell you. There's a lot of good instructors here in Sudbury, and the, the youth development for these kids, they should appreciate it because I say it to them, this is my only coaching piece, I say, if I was your age and had this much, um, you know, skills training, might have would have had a career out of this you never know but these kids are actually really really um yeah you guys are all shaking your head i know i'm shaking my head too they're they're really uh what's the word lucky to have uh you know what they got right now at nha and i feel welcome to be on board and i'm really happy for this opportunity so you guys will see me there more often the the ad not our ad the the poster of us let me tell you, I can't stop looking at it. Our, our mug shots. I, I kind of wish we maybe would have done like a little smile because it's like you, I look at your two ugly faces every time and it's just I'm kidding, guys. I'm kidding. Tommy, you, you get rolling. You get rolling on a tangent. It is, it is a sight to see. It, it is. is a sight to see. I got a hamster. Who is this guy? What, what else? Uh, Mitch <laughs> Marner, 19 straight games with a point franchise record. The Leafs are looking good. The Bruins, too, obviously. Can't. Uh, can't miss that. You want, to, you want me to continue on my tangent, Shim? I'm one and all in the gambling picks. They're back. They are ever back. I'm going to have another one for you tomorrow. I guess I can divulge it now. 
Yeah, I'll, I'll yeah. let you guys snap it because I want to. I want to dive into my stats about it. So all right, snapping DDD over to Mason Monet Savage. What's up, buddy? It was a great four pack today, Tom. I don't think it was our best. The fruit fruit one was up for debate at a family dinner this weekend. It's back home in Sudbury, mm-hmm. and yeah, my uncle's talking about the sandwich one. Actually, porchetta should have been a first round pick apparently, but breakfast sandwich. No, I can't beat it. Other than that, I see Chimino leaving his class. I'm going to mine. And then uh, other than that, I see him on Zoom. Nowhere else in North Bay. Never seen him anywhere else. All right, mate. How are you doing, Chimino? <laughs> if that's a scenario you want, you want to leave it with for sure. <laughs> um, boys, I'm doing good. Um, life's, you know, it's good. Uh, a lot watching World Cup. School's oh, yes. coming to an end. School's coming to an end here. Uh, very quickly, there's a lot of stuff. Do you know? Here's my advice to professors: um, is to, you know, how about you guys just sit down before the year, talk to each other, and you know, then there wouldn't be nine assignments due on one day. In crunch for, time, I agree because November's know. November's quiet. It's unreal. It's unreal. But uh, but anyways, um, everything is good. Four packs, guys. Nip you, especially my my first year. The four packs are raving around here. The fruit one was very controversial. A lot of people talking about it. I got torched for cantaloupe. Torched for cantaloupe. See? Um, I only crazy, had man. a couple a couple of people liking um, cantaloupe. Okay, so here's my thing, Chim. Chim. The I don't, it's not like I don't like cantaloupe. It was your yeah. uh, it was your debate with prosciutto. Like cantaloupe alone is good. Well, you well, guys are like, talking oh, you're, fruit you're, you're salads. You guys, are, you, guys are talking fruit, you guys are talking fruit salads. I'm going to add prosciutto to cantaloupe. That's a classic. It, it, prosciutto and cantaloupe is a classic. But anyways, All right. All right. roommates, we ended up dissecting every four-pack that we went through. It was hilarious. Um, but that was good. I had a great weekend up in Sudbury, actually. Oh, yeah. Um, got to see uh, some di- more distant cousins um, that I don't get to see as much anymore, um, which which is great. Not distant, but, but my cousins um, that, you know, we just don't get to see uh, much anymore. It was for uh, my cousin Jessica's baptism and uh, her fiancé, James. So um, congrats on uh, Low Landon getting that baptized. That there was, you go. Uh, that was fun to be at. I got to go watch Silver Stick Hockey because my cousin who was down for that as well, uh, Chris Mishenko was playing in it. Um, How'd so it that feel, was Tim? fun to watch. How did it feel being back in the rink, buddy? Ooh, did I ever get the itch, especially Silver yeah. Stick. That was a fun tournament to play in. Um, so that was good. Uh, what else do I have here? Um, news coming out of Suds, guys. Uh, Costco gas pumps could be up and running Friday. Could be up Whoa, and Friday. Friday. That's really Friday. soon. Do you guys have a Costco membership? Parents no. Do. Parents do. Yeah, I, I'm maybe we're that line one. though, dude. The I most, haven't been up it's there. Be nuts. The traffic there already is crazy. I don't know, like with gas now. How are they funneling the traffic? Is it going to be going behind the buildings, or you have to pull into that parking oh, no, lot? Yeah, I don't know. I have no clue. No clue, Mace. You guys should have. We should have asked Paula find this question. Yeah, we should have. Um. No, that yeah. Well, and and Tom spoiled it right there, folks. Sorry. Sorry. No, no. They see it when they open the podcast. We have Paul Lafave on the podcast, the Mayor of Sudbury. That's a big one for the boys. We're pumped about that. Mace was running around Nip Utah and everyone that we had uh, the mayor on. So that good was good job, guys. Ma- I wasn't Mace, there for Mace, that, but good work. Mace is usually calm, cool, and collected, but got excited about that one. So 
Um, that was good. Uh, one thing we also want to talk about, we talk about fruits. We talk about food quite a bit on this podcast. I Our, our last episode guest, Jacob Holmes, did a Topper's Pizza um, bit, and his go-to pizza is a Canadian with pineapple. Yeah. Uh, so we, let, let's talk want, pineapple want, here, Mace. You, I'm you're a pineapple and pizza guy, aren't you? Yeah, yeah. Pineapple can you go would on. be that guy for sure. I like I like pineapple, pineapple too. Hot pepper. Whoa, dude. Ugh. Pineapple on pizza is ruins it, Jim. Sacrilegious. It's Thank sacrilegious. you. I like pineapple, and I there's don't a reason why Don's doesn't offer a wine pizza. Oh, it's sacrilegious. What was I gonna say? Oh, what else did I? So I'm Homer, say, Homer, made, that's made it. Like, come on, Homer, get it together. I was gonna go completely above my weekend again. I'm gonna be a little selfish, but pineapple. What's the one with the pineapple and the ham? What's that pizza called? Hawaiian. 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 Thank you. That's not bad because it's like, yeah, you want a little different, but not on your traditional pizza. Pizza. Sorry, I agree, Chim. Fully. Yeah. Yeah. No, um, absolutely. Did you guys do any gingerbread houses yet? I did uh, that Friday with uh, with Jenna, so it was it was fun. No, no, I I uh, have not. No, no. You should have seen my crafty skills, boys. I was pretty impressed with the icing and the the can. You know. Yeah, I like it. Christmas is around the corner, boys. I I'm know. Jacked up for. I love Christmas. Are we a little concerned, uh, Mister? It's Weatherman? beginning to look. Okay, wait, Chimino, I gotta ask you this: Are you a little concerned about the weather, buddy? It ain't feeling like it's like cold enough christmas enough well yet. you know what's coming at some point you know it's coming it's gonna be okay. a dump in the snow for sure it was it was pretty cold today for me anyways okay. but uh but yeah no i i think it's coming um also with christmas season is um new year's coming around in the new year and we got our spotify wrapped up boys so oh, yeah. spotify um this doesn't count apple uh podcast but they give us their statistics on us for uh for the Years. So how about this? To date, the boys have created 4,334 minutes of new content. How about that, boys? 95% more than other creators in the sports category. Let's go. Let's keep it rolling. God, I love to hear that. What do you think our uh, number one episode was uh, this year? Have you uh, guys, did you guys go through this? I haven't took rap? a look yet. I think it's got to be nice. You, you know, no. No, I went through No, it. not all time no, this year. Tom. This year, Tom. Of 2021. 22. Sorry, 2022. Yeah. Ooh, I don't even know. I don't know. Vince Palladino, Tom. Vince Palladino. Vince Palladino. It was Vince Palladino. Oh, come on. Yeah. Yeah. It was the perfect storm. It was the perfect storm. That was talk about just hitting everything right. Talking about time and yeah. Um, the boys are in the top 15% most followed podcast. Okay. All right. I don't know how many, po- that's probably like a gajillion podcast, but, uh, we'll take that stat. Uh, what's another one? Uh, our podcast, our listeners personality, it's called the podcastologist, uh, their podcast aficionados in tune with the past and present gravitating toward podcasts that stands the test of time. Love that. 77% of our listeners discovered us in 2022. So, boys, some new listeners. You got to love to hear that. Mm-hmm. And this is my favorite stat here. We are the number one podcast on Spotify for 141 fans. That's amazing. We are a top five podcast for 335 fans. 
and a top 10 podcast for 417 fans. Let's go. So let's go. BTB is going to the moon. You know, we say it, you guys, everyone knows it. We're on a rocket ship to the moon. This is just the beginning right here, just the beginning. So that's our Spotify wrapped up. Just want to, to share that with the people because uh, they're the ones that contribute to it. They're the reasons why we do this thing. So we love you guys. You're the best. Um, and with that, you know, they are our listeners are great performers. Let's get into BioSteel performers of the week. Tomislav Laos, what do you got, buddy? Um, okay, so I'm not giving it. Well, I'm giving it to him, but not because of he was on our episode last week. Okay, but let me just explain myself. Jacob Holmes. Okay, so the Subway Wolves boys had a team dinner tonight at Mr. Prime Rib. And obviously my uncle owns uh, the restaurant. Um, and so my cousin, I call her my cousin, uh, my call her my uncle, family friends, really close. She was born, I'm not going to say with what type of disability, but, you know, a little bit on the um, unfortunate side. Obviously, it's near dear to my heart, but they didn't even text Holmes about, you know, them showing up. Why well, I was texting him, he was actually texting me because I guess he found out from, I assume, one of the boys that, you know, they're Greek, yada, yada. So he asked me, do you know the owner? Yada, yada. So they brought a signed jersey for my cousin who's working at the store tonight. That's awesome. Um, and not to mention, they got a picture with Jacob Holmes. He presented it to her. My uncle was texting me. She's a diehard Subway Wolves fan, guys. And she's a season ticket holder member for since I remember. So I'm giving it to the Subway Wolves organization along with Jacob Holmes for obviously... I hope they got treated to a great dinner. I know they always do a Mr. Prime Rib, but, you know, first class uh, for the captain and that team to give my cousin um, probably a life memory that she's going to remember receiving that. that gift. So Love that. Yeah, pure class, pure class. That's yeah. amazing. Good stuff. Mason Monet, what do you got, buddy? Uh, I was going to stick in the family as well. My cousin read at the U.S. National uh, World Junior Camp. Should oh, make the go. team. Number 20, they did lead off the Instagram post carousel with him. So I'm assuming he's probably going to make it. Fan favorite. The comments are all just, he should be wearing 21. You get it, Tom? Yes, I got it. Uh, but yeah, other than that, good luck, Red. I'm going to be cheering for the red, white, and blue this uh, this holiday season. I think they do have the best team. Yeah, I know Bedard's good, but the State's... Their junior program just seems to be a little stronger. Who did they leave wide. off? Uh, who who did the states leave off, Tom? Or did, was it Canada? No, no, no. The states left. The United States off. left the leading point getter of the OHL, my yeah. Toronto Maple Leafs draft pick, Ty Voigt. Anyways, that's insane. That's insane. So yeah, and David um, Goyette, and not Ca- Canada, Canada missed are. a lot. Canada missed a lot too. Um, Canada missed Corson Coolman's Goyette. Yeah. Um, interesting stuff, but anyways, great, uh, biosteel performer. Um, I kept this out of my intro cause I wanted to keep it for biosteel performer last weekend. Also celebrated Maria Chimino, my yes. mother's birthday. Yes. Happy birthday her. to mama. Did she Bear. tell you I texted you? Yep. She did. She did. Um, oh, so yeah, such a nice birthday, mama. boy. Is that what she said? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> happy birthday, mama. Yeah, uh, I yeah. love you. Um, a couple other ones from me. Um, Dario Belgio was named uh, AGHL Player of the Month. 
Mm-hmm. So for November, guys line it up over there. And the Nickel City U13 uh, AA's one silver stick in Sudbury. So congrats to them. That's always a big thing. That's something I always dreamed of doing and uh, didn't get to it. So congrats to them. That's amazing stuff. Um, all right. That's the Biosu performance. Let's move on to the weekly lift. Tom, you want to say something before we get into our topics? Yes. And this is time, boys, for... Pro Ampex, okay, we've all heard about Mattress Mac, but how about Pro Ampex? Okay, for a limited time, Pro Ampex is offering you a chance to win your $400 plus purchase back during this NHL season. Okay, so win it all, get it all when the Boston Bruins win the 2023 NHL Stanley Cup. So that means, let me explain a little bit more. When you spend $400 or more at the store, or in stock purchases, obviously. And if the Bruins win the Stanley Cup, like I just mentioned, your purchase is what, boys? Free. My favorite four-letter word. F-R-E-E. Simple as that. Go to the store, spend $400 or more, keep your receipt. Bruins win the Stanley Cup. They're actually really good this year. Last Cinderella dance for these guys. I actually liked them to win the Cup. You never know. Especially them on home ice. Jack Edwards commentating. Like I've just said. You never know. So keep your receipt, $400 or more. You'll get the money back if the Bruins win the Stanley Cup. So this segment we are starting now, I'm going to give you a gambling pick. I know the episode will be out Thursday, but the, you will see a video a day prior, Wednesday, because I do my picks here. But I want to talk about it now, and I'll give you a little bit of reasoning. The Minnesota Wild Boys, they're starting to figure it out. Maybe Ryan Reeves in the dressing room with our boy Marcus Foligno. They hashed it out, their fight. They are rolling all cylinders. Maybe the team chemistry is really high. They had a nice little family dinner, I believe, at... I forget what house I love you. I'm going to say Zuccarello's. Anyways, chemistry's at an all-time high. They're four straight games they've won, okay? And they just beat the Dallas Stars, who's one of the best teams in the NHL. Tomorrow, as in Wednesday night, they are on the road against the Calgary Flames. Now, the Calgary Flames are figuring out their goaltender situation right now. Dan Vladar, Markstrom's not having a good season. So... Can they make it five wins in a row? I got the underdogs, the Minnesota Wild, on the money line tomorrow against the Calgary Flames on the road. Okay, stay hot, Minnesota. Pro and picks. Thank you for my sponsored segment. Let's go. There you go. Okay, Tom. Alrighty. Um, let's get right into World Cup, guys. Round of 16 is over. Mason Money with the biggest miss of um the century, maybe. Um, guy is third in the group stage picking, does not pick the round of 16. Uh, Mace, thoughts? It It's a long stretch. I, I don't think I've ever followed a World Cup closely this time around. I, I have been a little bit. And truthfully, I was looking at my pool picks the whole time. But I, for some reason, I had it in my head that it's like the NCAA bracket where you build the you bracket only until done. the end. Yeah. So I think I, maybe I did that on another website, trying to figure out which one we were going to use for this. But yeah, no, huge. That's a triple bogey, couple balls out of bounds. Totally forgot to make my picks for the last four days. Those have been four days of games. Yeah. But what a bogey on your guys' end. Not, like not a single comment. No one stepped up to remind me. Oh, if you checked your emails, uh, there was a reminder email going before the first game of the round of 16, my friend. 
Uh, yeah. Well, <laughs> here we are. And here and we are. I'm in the, third last now, it looks like. Yeah, but hey, well, yeah. I live by the rule that we shouldn't win our own pools. I agree with uh, that. Which Roberto yeah. broke last year with the hockey pool. Yeah. yeah. But <clears throat> I don't know. I have, I have moral uh, integrity on my end. Yeah. All right. I like it, Mace. I like it. And maybe I'll still uh, win. I'll, I'll pick the rest correctly. Yeah. If you, it's, it, I mean, it could be possible for sure. Who's winning though? Who, who is winning? I, I couldn't tell you. I couldn't tell you who's gonna win. I couldn't tell you who's gonna win. It's an absolute toss-up. Um, Japan brought Croatia to PKs. It was looking like Japan's way most of the game, and Croatia found a way to get it done. Morocco, Mason. Morocco beat Spain. That's a big deal, eh? For the tournament, I, you know, I said people count out Morocco. To get out of the group, Morocco was a good team, and God, did they ever get it done um, in PKs. I mean, they they hung on for dear life near the end. And the biggest mistake the Spanish team made, they subbed the guy on with like five minutes to go in extra time. He's the first guy to take the PK. The guy hasn't even got a touch on the soccer. I mean, he got one or two touches, and you're t- he's taking the first PK like to set the tone. Come on. That's uh, that is uh, what do you call that? Child's play, like that's coaching one on one right there. So that was wild. Um, the Morocco game is the biggest one for sure. Every, most of the favorites, other than that, moved on. Um, France versus England's gonna be good. Yeah, that's gonna be electric. Portugal did not play Cristiano, did not start Cristiano Ronaldo, and the guy that they subbed on scored a hat trick. So. I don't think Portugal needs uh, Ronaldo as much as they need um, Messi, especially with Ronaldo. Now he may go to the Saudi club for $200 million a year. Just a bunch of distractions. So it's wild. It's crazy stuff going on at the World Cup uh, So right who's now. your pick to win it all? Just like you got to have some idea. I have Brazil on my, my pick. Yeah, I think Brazil's a little fugaze when they play a tough team, though. So I'm gonna go. I'm gonna say Portugal right now. I do like how Portugal looks. So, right. so I'll go Portugal. Um, okay, let's move on to NFL pool. Mason, what's going on there? We have three teams left. Still, this week two teams had the Browns versus the Texans. The Texans were winning for the first quarter, but the Browns waxed them. And then the third player had the Seahawks playing my Rams. Divisional game, risky business. Rams always play the Seahawks well. Seahawks always play the Rams well. Seahawks won with the, in the last two minutes or like two and a half minutes. And that's what it's all about. You you make a pick. You're sweating it out. Your last three, winner take all, 1500 bucks. And yeah, we got three teams left. Uh, Seahawks pulled it out. So I think this week we're going to have a couple Dallas picks versus the Texans or maybe uh, Cincinnati versus the Browns. That's where my thoughts are for the NFL mm-hmm. right now. Mm-hmm. But it's been a great season. Mahomes at it again. Josh Allen's figuring it back out. A couple injuries last week, but looking forward to the Super Bowl party at Dawn's. Yeah, that's going to be a good time. That's going to be a good time for sure. Yeah, wild stuff uh, in the NFL. Um, I mean, Dallas pumped Indianapolis. I watched that game in agony. Are you in any fantasy football, Mace? Oh, yeah. 
Oh yeah. I'm fighting for my life for the playoffs right now. Yeah. I think I should I make s- it in three or four leagues, but yeah. I sat set I can't believe you can even keep track of that. I, I sat um San Frandi and that may this week off them eighteen points. Yeah, that may be uh what uh Kicks me out of the playoffs. That's going to hurt. All right. Uh, moving on now. A little bit random, um, but a topic uh, nonetheless. It's Northern Ontario related. So um, basically on Highway 1117, way up north, there was a, a project that was supposed to happen to widen the highway. It's like by Kenora, uh, Manitoba uh, border, I believe. There's 158 million dollars allocated to it. Province came in, said thank you very much, and we're going to put that into to Southern Ontario. So some people aren't happy about it. Some people are, are unbothered by it. Apparently, the highway that highway um, is pretty dangerous. So, kind of relating to you know the one that we face the most with with uh, Highway 400 is just you know getting projects done. The North is always like left behind with everything. We're always like five to 10 years behind behind on everything. So just wanted to share that tidbit of info. Mace, I don't know if you have anything um, to add on to that. No. Okay. Let's keep going. All right. Uh, On to our OHL update. And number one, let's start it off with the Sudbury Wolves unveiling the Shores, New Jersey Mace thoughts. Great show. Pretty good show. I I really like the ladder candy, but I like how it's a Sudbury twist. Solid spinoff for sure. Yeah. Solid spinoff. And is that the jersey? I want a green jersey. So you think this is the jersey Homer was talking about? I hope it's not. I don't I think knew, it is because this no, was. I don't think we knew about something. this already. We knew about this. Yeah. What Pretty cool th- that it's coming like like pop yeah. culture is coming around. It's like cool concept. Yeah, yeah. and definitely. and all the um, I believe it's all going to Neo Kids. All, all like they're gonna auction the jerseys off. So that's awesome touch mm-hmm. too. But um. It's the 50th season. We need to see some green jerseys. Like, that's just... The green jerseys have to come. I know the blacks probably don't come, but the the, the green jerseys need to be there. They like, it's a to. must. And they need to stay. It's a musty. I mean? It's a musty, yeah. Talk about Quinn Musty. Holy. Um, so, recapping the Wolves weekend, they had Owen Sound in Niagara. Owen Sound, they lost a heartbreaker. I think it was 3-2 or 4-2. Um, actually, well, I could check that. But anyways, Wolves went up. I was there at the game. The Wolves went up. And it's been a common thing where they get up and they, they have a great first period and can't um, follow it up. So that happened against Owen Sound, who's a great hockey club. They played Niagara Mason. 13-2. 13-2. That's a, a, That's a lot of goals. Right that That's is, how many points the Saints scored last night in football. That's a lot of goals, and they left the first goalie in for seven of them, um, which was tough. What Niagara was the body didn't... language like on the other bench? Oh man, not good. Like Niagara looked like an act, like actually like a, a junior B, junior C team. Like like the wolves point... are just having final. Like just it was point night. Yeah, it's just point night. So, but is there not a point when your coach usually tells you like? It's 10 nothing guys 10 2 or is that like the big leagues like you just score as many goals as you can i would want to be scoring as many goals as you can yeah i think i think the wolves needed a little bit of a, a confidence boost 
the last stretch here. So they won a, a game that, you know, they should have won and they did it in a fashion that it's crazy. Quinn Mussey tied, I believe it's the most points in a game by a Wolf, seven points. Seven points. Nuts. He had a goal and six assists. Our boy Homer had a had a, a tuck. So, yeah, no, a good night for the boys, that's for sure. Mace, I didn't know it when I got there, but then I read on Instagram, it was the first time the Wolves ever hosted a sensory-friendly night. Um, so there was no loud music, no flashing lights. The lights stayed on all the time, no goal horn. Um, so it was that's really uh, cool. Yeah, very inclusive environment. Um, at first, the first goal goes in, and you're so used to the theatrics of it all, um, and it didn't happen. Like, what's this going was Sunday? On? Like, yeah, this was like, who's not working right now? And then we we figured it out, and it totally made sense. And it's an awesome thing that they did. I think it's really cool um, that they did. So hopefully, people um, who who are uh, sensitive um, to to those types of uh, things uh, got out and, and and enjoyed the game peacefully. So It'd be a good game uh, to go to too. Thirteen, yeah, thirteen two. That's a lot. That would have been a lot of goal horns. That, honestly, though, think about it though. Like, imagine me Niagara. That horn went off thirteen times. That would have sucked. They did yeah. get to see the wolf thirteen times, though. So. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Um, going through the surprised the, the pulley didn't break. Yeah, no kidding. Going through the OHL standings, it's pretty status quo here in the East. Ottawa, North Bay, Peterborough still are the top three. Wolves are in the eighth spot right now. That's what we need. Um, they are tied. Oshawa is right behind them um, at nineteen points uh, as well. So. Um, Wolves got to kind of start to push the gap a little bit um, from that. I mean, Niagara's still in. They're four, port- four points behind. Yeah, Mace. The Christmas break, what, what happens in the OHL? Is there... It's a few days. It may be like a week or two. It may be a few days here. I'll check. So is it, is it going to help the Wolves not losing too many players to the World Juniors? Yeah, they're not losing anybody, I think. I don't know if Chromiak may be going this, with the Slovaks, but... Uh, Musty with the States, no? Musty with the States. Hold on. If I can what was your opinion here. on Musty getting two-game suspension for flinging the... Yeah, that was dumb. That was dumb. It was a rule, and a rule like they can't reverse. Um, So, obviously, they got to go back to the drawing board and review that. Uh, Wolves had their third slew foot, Mace. Third slew foot. Um, no one called against them. Against Niagara. Yeah, against them. It's wild. This season's been wild for slew foot. The Wolves are off, Mace. Um, their last game's on Sunday, the 18th. They don't come back um, until the 28th. So a nice little 10 day stretch for the boys there. So to go enjoy uh, Christmas. So we'll go back to the standings. So, like we said, Wolves are in uh, eight spot there. In the West, it's Saginaw, it's London, it's Windsor, and Owen Sound. So, Owen Sound dropped a bit. Flint coming up the ranks once again. Um, so, Flint. How's our buddy is in fifth. Giroux playing? Giroux's been playing very good. Um, they had a big rivalry game now with Peterborough um, because they traded Brendan Ottman there, uh, who's arguably their, their best player. So, that was interesting. Sue's still hanging on. They're, they've been in that eight spot for a while, and they seem pretty comfortable um, in there. So uh, that is the standings to the leaders 
uh, of the stats here. So for points, Ty Voigt, not, invo- not invited to American camp. He has 48 points. Goals, Francesco Arcuri is at 21. Assists, Ty Voigt um, at 39. And to the goalie stats, we go, and it's going to go to Dom DiVincentis from North Bay with a 2.49 GAA, which is great for the OHL. And Michael Simpson still leads save percentage at 0.915. Just want to give a couple of shout-outs to Jack Matier, former guest, to Benny Gojo, former guest, both invited to World Junior Camps as well. So three BTB guests getting some World Junior sniffs. How about that, Mace? That's pretty sweet. No musty at camp. The no US. musty at camp for the U.S. No. I think he's got another year. He's got another year. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, he's got another year. Um, To the NOJHL we go. Quick run through of the standings here. Timmins, Hurst, and Powassan are the top three in the East. The Greater Sudbury Cubs, who were up, I believe, they were up in the top ten of uh, the Canadian National Junior uh, rankings. So that's awesome. And Blind River and the Sioux T-Birds follow there in the note. So that's a quick note, Jeff. And with that, folks, let's move on to our interview with the mayor of Sudbury, Paul Lafave. Before we get uh, into that, Mason, pin golf. They did it again. They did it again. They came out with a magnetic speaker called the dart it's perfect and this thing is just a, a part of just a perfect size you know practical you know like i said pin doesn't miss that unbelievable um so they got a great deal on that they got a great deal on on their hats um i believe if you buy a rangefinder you get a hat um either free or or percentage off so go check that out um also you get the BTB 20 is 20% till the holidays. I mean, you want to talk about great Christmas gift. Like I've been saying, go get it. Pin range finder, get it, get it, get it. Unreal. And with that, let's move on to our interview with his worship, Mayor Paul Lafayette. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we are joined by a very decorated member of the community today. He has devoted his time as a member of parliament for Sudbury from 2015 to 2021, and had a large role in bringing major products to the city, such as Plastazar and the Maley Drive Extension. He recently jumped into municipal politics and was elected mayor of the city of Greater Sudbury a couple of months ago. It's our pleasure to welcome his worship, Mayor Paul Lefebvre, to the BTB podcast. How are you doing? How's it going, guys? I'm doing great. Awesome. We're we're doing good. We're doing good. Um, so how's the first week been so far um, since uh, being sworn in as mayor, Paul? Well, you know, it's uh, it, it's been great. Certainly, it's uh, there's a lot of enthusiasm, a lot of optimism. So I know this it's great. But uh, I was already right at it. But the way it works, your the election happens, and then you're kind of uh, sworn in about a month later. But about a week after the election, I was already at City Hall. They gave me a, a quarter, a side office in the back, and I was already getting briefed and meeting with all the uh, general managers and uh, 
Well, I want to hit the ground running, right? Uh, so we're sure. working on, on the 17th, so we're already up and running. So, uh, yeah, so I spent the, pretty much two weeks before that getting, getting organized and getting set up. Love it. Awesome. Wow, that's amazing to hear. And Mayor Lefebvre, can you take us back to that election night too? Like just what were you feeling? What were the emotions like? And then finally when the result became official, um, just take yeah. us through those moments. That, that's a good question. You know, by 2015 election, 2019 election, I always take my elections as uh, I did what I could, right? I did my best. And whatever happens will happen. Mm. And it's up to the people to decide. And I'm very, I mean, my my peace with that. I really do. They, they want me to, to serve, great. And if they don't, I have other things in my life that I can do. So, and I'm fine with that too, right? So I'm, and that's how I, I I take it. So that night, um, so my 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 brother comes from uh, he lives in Brampton. He came up. My sister's from Surgeon Falls. My parents are in town. The kids, some come to the family. We all get together, and uh, but this time it's not a federal election; it's a municipal election. So there's no TV, right? There's no all sorts of funness. All the everything. A lot of people talking on TV. There's nothing going on, right? We're looking online. <laughs> yeah. online. Okay, We're, when are the results going to come out? Oh, uh, eight. Because they had told us eight p.m. Great, at eight oh five. Right, a lot of ballots were online. Just press the button. Everything's going to come out. No, because they're they had to count. They were counting all the ballots, the the hand ballots at city hall. So the ones right. that were in Lavac and Walden, they, they all had to ship them in. So we had to wait for them to count all the, all those ballots. So that's kind of, well, most of those ballots anyways, they, they kind of did a big chunk at the same time. So when they were, so when so we're, we're there watching TV, trying to refresh, 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 right? Just to try, try to get the, the results. I'm sure, Alex, you, you, you did the same thing, right? Right, yeah, and, 100%. And, and, Non-stop. And on, yeah. the, on, on the way, by the way. Thank you. But, uh, but um, so yeah, so then the family's there, right? You're all, you get together and then you wait. And then, so this one is, and it's not like the federal again, election where you, you get one ballot box where you get like one polling station results and two polling stations. All of a sudden you get a like the, the whole stuff at the same time. <laughs> and then you see your number come when we're at we started off at 54%. So we're like, wow, you know, that's uh it's it's humbling, right? It's, it, it's very humbling, right? You see the support that, that you that that people have behind you, and certainly it's uh I and I take that very seriously, right? So you think, wow, the people have confidence in you. Yeah. So as I say, the the, the expectations are. I feel that there's lots of expectations, and uh, but I'm listen. I as I done all the time, so I'll, I'll do my best. I'll, I'll do what I can do. I'll do, I'll put my time in, put my, my energy in, and we'll see in four years if I, if I want to renew my contract and if the people want to renew my, my contract. That's the way that I take it. <laughs> That's awesome. That's great to hear too. And it was if we look back to it, it was definitely a um, looking at your campaign. It was an amazing campaign, but maybe it, it kind of a different race for you too, obviously with, um, the previous mayor at one point pulling out of the campaign. So how did, how did things change at that point for you in the race? Um, and how you approached it, if anything changed at that point, um, and take us through maybe what went through that campaign leading to that point. Yeah, certainly when you, when you, when you do a campaign, you're always saying, okay, well, you know, again, it's, it's so different from a, from a municipal perspective, from a federal perspective, but, uh, I always take the same approach. Like I run my campaign. I, I'm not running against anybody. This is what I stand for. And I run, you know, I, I don't, I don't get, I don't get in the weeds. I really try to really focus on, on who I am and, and, and what I'm bringing forward. And so um, during this campaign, at the same time, though, people have a choice. People are basically, what is the ballot question, right? What are people deciding? And I really felt I was knocking on doors and really sounded like people want to change, right? I really felt that people, I hear that all the time. We want to change, we want to change. But some people that didn't know me were like, well, we're not sure what that change looks like and who it is, right? So for me, 
tactically what you do is you you try to run with the person that they want to change from right back in 2015 yeah. if you guys remember so when trudeau ran it was like trudeau was trying to run against harper right it was, right. Like, yeah. it was, it was a lot of was not uh, anyways some people that want to change but who was he going to change from thomas Mulcair or trudeau so the people that want to change the same thing here i knew people want to change and now you want to advance your campaign as being that's the natural progression that they want change. So that's how, how kind of kind of how, how we ran the campaign. And as well, when Brian decided to to um, to back off and certainly not and not to, and to pull his name from the race, but that kind of changed the dynamic. Now change will happen, right? Change sure. is naturally yeah, sure. going to happen. Now he's on the race. So again, what does that mean? But for me, it was always about running a positive campaign and an optimistic campaign. I thought in the community, the tone had been not not, not as Alive, or, or I'm trying to pick my words here, but uh, not as optimistic as it should be. Yeah. Right. And yep. I really wanted to uh, to show that certainly I'm an optimistic person. I, I think there's great things that, that that we can do in Sudbury, and I, that I said, you know what, we're going to stick to that message, and that's it. We're just going to drive it home. And at the end of the campaign, you no, know, we we were lucky. We we still had some money left, and so we did. So we did some traditional media, like we did a lot of online media, just to get 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 the brand out there and get the, the awareness out there. Yeah, Amazing. no doubt. Yeah, and and absolutely, you, you absolutely nailed nailed it on the head. Change is what people look for. We, we, that's all we talk about um, uh, on our pod. So I, absolutely, um, going uh, into your career as an MP, and we'll start off uh, with this question. And and already with, with your role as a mayor, how big of a difference is it from going from municipal from uh, federal politics to uh, municipal politics? Uh, it's very big, certainly at the mayorship yeah. level. Because in federal politics, you're part of a party, right? You're part mm -hmm. of a team. And so and there's a leadership and he's got his team, or in my case, it was, it was, it was, it was true. So he had his team there and you're, and you're one piece, right? Piece that that's, that is important to make it all happen, but that's it, right? So you got to find your way into and create those relationships. And whereas you miss the politics, you're mayor, now you're the boss. They automatically, you are it. And so whatever you say and you're direct with the staff, like they take it very seriously and they try to do their best to accommodate and try to listen and to uh, provide what, what you're asking for. So it's very different in that nature. So basically, in that city hall here in the city of Greater Suburb, there's 2,000 employees, right? With so the, the big the big box that it is, almost a big triangle. So you're and you're at the top of that triangle. So it's kind of making sure that uh, you know you you keep positive, but at the same time, you give those those directions and. Uh, they'll you'll and you'll see change so that's that's that's, that's the major thing that that's overnight right yeah uh, what happens there and but uh so having my experience though at the federal level having learned how to create those relationships right and uh how that those uh intricacies are, are so important of how to advocate right and how to get your message across and try to find your way to that goal or that objective that you set for for yourself or for your writing for, for, for me i was very lucky because uh, in northern Ontario, I had the smallest riding, right? The smallest riding mm -hmm. in Sudbury, so I didn't have to go that far. Whereas I had colleagues that had take planes going from in 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 northwestern Ontario, they had to take planes to get through their riding. I just had to yeah. drive, right? It just and it was like half an hour across. Awesome. <laughs> yeah, right. So I was very fortunate that way. But and now the city, and that's the other thing too. That they have a big city, like people. Huge. And I knew that yeah, we, yeah. we all know that. But yeah. when you're campaigning, you're going to Lavac, and then you're going to ski, right? And then you're going to Montpellier, right? And then I'm in Naunton. 
The people ask you for a meeting, like you know, like in Garson, and then you got to go to, you know, to, to Zilda. Yeah, you drive across, but it's half an hour, right? So it's yeah. it's, it's unique that way. It's awesome for sure, awesome. for sure. Uh, Mr. Mayor, uh, yeah. moving to the start of your political career, what yeah. made you actually want to run in 2015 for the federal uh, party, and how did this opportunity actually come about? That's a good question. Certainly, I never. People don't, don't believe me when I say this, but I never really, I, you know, I never aspired to, to go into politics. That was never my goal when I was a young guy. I wanted to become a politician. I come from a family of, uh, my dad was a well, was a welder. My mom was a social worker. Actually, my mom was stay-at-home mom. And then when I was started, uh, I, I'm, I'm the baby of, of three, the, the youngest of three. And so my mom uh, actually finished high school last when I started my, my primary school. But so, yeah, I never saw my, myself there. But uh, and in 2015 or a few years before that, no, I just felt that the, the country needed change, and that's how I felt at, at the time. And with all, a lot of the policies that was going on, saying, "Okay," I was very involved in the community. I, I've sat on probably six, seven boards, and uh, chaired most of them. And I was saying, and I was a lawyer. I was at uh, had my own law firm, but before that, I was a partner at Simmons. So really involved in the community. I said, "Okay, maybe I can contribute the way that I can and try to bring uh, some some of my knowledge and my experience to the table." And I had met Trudeau back in twenty. 12 even before he became leader and then met him after that again and certainly i agreed with, with some of the policies that, that he was advocating for and so yeah so that's why i decided to to run i, I thought that, that there was going to be a change i didn't realize i thought we'd be in opposition so play a little story about that so certainly when you run into politics i have my wife and my my, my, and my kids were were young so in 2011 they actually approached me again to run for as, as a candidate for the liberals i said no the kids are too young so back so comes 2014 you approach me again. It's like six o'clock in the morning. My wife and I are getting up. I said, you know what? I think I'm gonna I'm 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 gonna go for it. She said, What? Are you crazy? What's going on? Like, oh my god, like you can't do this. I'm like, Well, I need your approval. Obviously, we're gonna do so. Think about it. But she's freaking out. She says, Well, you're gonna win. I said, wait a second here. I said, Len Tebow, so actually a friend of mine, he had ran in 2011 and kicked everybody's butts, right? It was a landslide. I said, Don't mm -hmm. worry. I won't win in 2015. Don't worry. There's no way I'm going to win. He's going to win again. Then maybe he won't run in 2019. And then I'll get my my, my name out there and then yeah. I'll win 2019. Everything's good. The kids will be older. It's fine. Don't worry about that. <laughs> right? And then 2015 comes around. If you guys recall, uh, Glenn decides, well, the, the seat, the provincial seat comes open yeah, uh, yep. provincially, right? We have a by-election. Glenn's decide to leave federal politics, to go to provincial politics, runs, yep. wins the seat. The seat's vacant, and I remember I remember coming home and I said, "Yeah, uh, Lynn, that's my wife's name." She said, I said uh, "By the way, uh, Tebow resigned. He's uh, trying to get the provincial seat." She looks at me saying, "Oh my God!" I mean, here we go. <laughs> your chances have just gone up dramatically, right? That's that's kind of the, the story behind a lot of that. And then I ran, and then um, the mayor at the time, uh, well, she had she she was no longer mayor, Mary Matichuk, decided yeah. to vie for the nomination as well. All right, so we had a good race, and uh, certainly at, at the time we had to sell cards to sell memberships, and it was ten bucks a, a membership. Um, and uh, another story that people don't realize is that because I had started, this was twenty fourteen, election was in twenty fifteen. I said okay, and the part the party had told me if you sell five hundred cards, and nobody else is in the race, you'll we'll just be a claim. But the party, Liberal Party, want really wants races, and I knew that, so I. By November, by November, October, November, I already had my, my 500 cards, but they weren't calling it. They weren't calling it. And what happens is those cards expire on December 31st. 
So everybody, all my friends, all 500 people that got cards for me, the, my, my, the memberships, I had all to go, to go back to them and ask them to buy me a card. And a lot of them oh, were not liberal. They're just supporting. They're just my friends, right? Just friends yeah. and family. I said, yeah, we're there. We're support. So I had to, and then they didn't call it because I, they kind of knew there's somebody else coming in the picture. Great. So I said, no problem. I'll double it up. So I went out and I sold thousand cards and I said no I, if you want to bring it on bring it on and, 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 <laughs> oh, anyways that's awesome won the nomination and then the rest is goes with that yeah, <laughs> yeah. So that's a story a long story sorry Mason it's a bit of a long story to <laughs> no, that's a fantastic <laughs> fantastic story unreal um and during your time as an MP, you got to have a, a lot of great experiences, and one was uh, going to the G20. Um, so to take t- take us through that. What what was that all about in in Japan? Yeah, that, yeah that's awesome. That, that, that was quite an honor, right? Because what mm-hmm. happens is I'm I was probably secretary, so kind of a junior minister to that to natural mm-hmm. resources. So there's a the, the the G20 happens, and before the the leaders go, there's always some pre pre meetings between ministers. But uh, the minister that I, that I was working with was Minister Sohi from Edmonton, and his seat was kind of in, he was having a rough time over there, so he didn't want to go, he wanted to leave the country, he wanted to go back to his writing. And then uh, and it was the, this, this group that, was, that I was meeting with was the ministers of energy and of environment. So we had Catherine McKenna, and uh, she didn't want to go either. So they said, oh, Paul, do you want to go? I said, sure. You know, and, yeah. But it was, it was tough, right? Talk about sacrifice. So I missed my, my daughter's... Um, a graduation. I, mean, I missed. I, I think we yeah, it, it was her graduation that I missed. I, I didn't miss her. Yeah. Anyways, I, it was her graduation that, that I missed to go. And plus, I see you have the Toronto Raptors hat on. That was the night that my flight was leaving when the Raptors were playing Game Six. Oh, right. So we're in the on. airport trying to find, and then we actually <laughs> got some. We actually bought some uh, some Wi-Fi on the plane. And you never know on the plane if it's going to be good or not, right? Yeah. So we bought Wi-Fi on the plane to finally, and we saw the. <laughs> The game oh finished. We won gosh. the game, and that Wi-Fi froze, and that was it. But I saw them win. It was, was, oh, was, was, was awesome. So on the flight to, to Japan. <laughs> there you go. I saw your your, your hat there. <laughs> so uh, so yeah. So we're on the flight to Japan. We get there. And you're all. I'm only there for not even 48 hours. That's just people think we go on these trips and it's la di da. And I get there. You know, I got the embassy picks me up. I'm not, I, I, I know I'm in Tokyo. Got to figure out a bit of a map of where I'm going. Then they bring us to this train station, and they got to follow us because there's nothing really in English. It's all in, in Japanese, right? So they bring us on the, on the train. They bring me there. I'm I'm with a group. I'm chef of the delegation. We get there, and certainly the, we Canada has around a team of around 15 people between both departments. It's all negotiations before the G20 the leaders. So this was like balancing energy needs and the environment. So then Canada's, which was interesting, is we're in the middle because we get along with Europe and then the states were, at the time, was the Trump administration and they were tight with Saudi Arabia. So these are big pro-oil countries. We're an oil country in Canada. Mm-hmm. We're also trying to be a bit more environmentally uh, responsible and sustainable than the states in, in Saudi Arabia. So that the whole pretty much 30 hours that, that I was there in that meeting was almost, and we slept very little because we're, we're working out the, these agreements, right? So that there'll be an agreement and there'll be a communique at the end of the day. So a lot of pictures, a lot of uh, meetings. But in one of the meetings that I was in, it was pretty cool. So I had the Minister of Energy of Brazil beside me and Minister of Energy of China beside me, right? Oh, wow. And, wow. and that was the time of the two Michaels too, right? So, and the Department of, uh, of Foreign Affairs, I met twice before because they knew I'd be sitting beside China. 
right? right? He said, okay, you're in China. So actually I got special phones. <laughs> so that's, anyways, I don't know why, but wow. they give you special phones. <laughs> and, but they wanted me to have a conversation with China about the two Michaels, right? It was important. So there was, was all out advocacy from all parties. And every time we could speak to, speak to China, nobody kind of, it was never public, but that was right. important just to lay really the message that so was had, had to, 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 from China was really, really, really nice man. And, uh, so, but, the, but the guy from Brazil I had met before and I met after because of uh, my relationship with the mining sector. So him was certainly energy and mines out in Brazil. Mm-hmm. So yeah, he actually came to Toronto a few times and met with him as well. So I had a good oh, relationship. Wow. So there you go. So that's what, that was the, the, the sort of, that's that unreal. Done. Back so on the cool. plane, back to, to, to Canada, back in Ottawa, like in, wow. so we had to be there. So that's, yeah, so that's kind of the, of, of the Japan story. And I, when I was sitting there between Brazil and China, I had five minutes to speak and I talked about the subway story, that the environment and energy and certainly, and the economy go hand in hand and it can work together. We've done it in subway. And I talked about Surya, the Love landscape that. that was devastated, right? And then we yeah. built a big smokestack that uh that just to get pollution <laughs> further that was innovation right? that was people thinking it and seeing that just to get the smoke further right yeah. then all of a sudden now actually we're, we're shutting down the well we're not using the, the super stack anymore right it's basically yep. it's the tool a billion dollars in so and talked about the su2s anyway so i kind of told the story story that pretty proud to be uh, have the chance to do that on no that's unreal that's amazing yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, random question <laughs> now that you're sure. talking about the smokestack is it true that the smokestack actually emitted its pollution all the way over to Sweden or like Europe or something <laughs> like that? Well, um, it, it, I'm not sure that okay. far, but it, I, it, you never know, right? But these particles yeah. travel, right? They travel really yeah. far, right? Yeah. And they probably f- saw some some uh, residue of it, possibly, because it, it, it travels oh, yeah. far. But it just goes to show how, how how bad it can be, right? All right. But, oh, yeah, but, sure. but, but, but think about where we were, right, guys? It's, right. Uh, in Sudbury. And look at the green, the trails we got, the lakes we got. It's, it's amazing. amazing. Like our story is just it's, it's huge. Yeah. It's Total 180 for sure. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. And um, you mentioned, obviously, um, going back to Ottawa. What was the travel like for you um, being an MP from Sudbury? Like, were you yeah. in Ottawa, like, quite a bit? I tried to be as less as I could. Because uh, yeah. really, you know what? Unless you're a, a minister and you're dealing with departments and you got to have meetings with departments, right? So, but I had to be to do a bit of that because of, of my role as natural uh, at, at natural resources. But uh, so I would typically leave on the Monday morning. At, uh, take the, I would take the six a.m. flight mm-hmm. and then get to Ottawa at nine nine fifteen, get in my office, and then try to leave on Thursday right after QP uh, after question period. Run out mm-hmm. unless you had a committee meeting. Then you could only leave on the Friday morning and the flights at night weren't, weren't, weren't that great and then on but then when i became probably secretary that means we replaced the minister in the house of commons often on thursdays and fridays so then that really changed because the flight pattern was different so i would yeah, leave monday morning come back on friday try most of the time i'd get back at nine o'clock ten o'clock at night and then leave again but what what i didn't like about that was that a lot of the events in sudbury are well, on the thursday night and the friday night so people say well you're not at our events well yeah I, I can't, right? That's part yeah. of the job, right? But, and people don't see it, right? People don't right. watch TV. They watch right. CPAC and watch, oh, well, there's my guy. No, <laughs> they don't do that, right? They don't yeah. see you in that vein. And then you're, you're sitting down. So, oh, look, he's not working hard. He's just sitting down. Yeah, but you got to be there, right? That's right. part of the job. Sure. Yeah, so, sure. and then, so, I, so I was just here for Saturday nights, right? To try to spend time with the family. And mm-hmm. uh, yeah, so, that, so that's, that's kind of, of that lifestyle. But then I have colleagues out of BC, right? So right. they got to spend two or three weeks in Ottawa. They don't even go yeah. back. 
because it's not worth it, right? It's not right, even worth for it sure. for them to go back. And that's tough. It's, it's a tough lifestyle. For People sure. Yeah. That. It, it, it's very rewarding in the sense that you can mm. get results. If you can get results for your for your writing, it's awesome. But uh, mm-hmm. certainly, as on, on the personal front, I did uh, six years, uh, five actually five years and eleven months, mm-hmm. <laughs> and but um, and, uh, and I enjoyed every minute of it, for sure. And 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 you mentioned uh, a lot of accomplishments for your writing, and and you got to bring a, a lot of stuff uh, here, which was amazing. Obviously, we mentioned yeah. in the intro, um, yeah. Plaza Zard and the and the Melee Drive extension among among uh, a lot of others. Which yeah. one are you most proud of uh, during your? Well, career? you know what. That's it. That's- all those bricks and mortars are important for sure, but to me, it was a, you know, I always talk about jobs, right? And getting our piece of that, of that pie from the federal government. So mm-hmm. when I got in, when I arrived in 2015, even like the CRA building, you know, the, the, the data center that they call them off LaSalle and Notre Dame, that was, they were running one shift and they were, they were slated to almost close, right? Mm-hmm. But we actually tripled the amount of people that, that were there. We actually created another thousand jobs there, as, as well as service counters. There was a lot of federal jobs that came in and I have advocated for that. It's not as sexy as bricks and mortars, right? People don't see right. it. You just see jobs. Right. It's, it's interesting. And then they, after uh, two years later, two or three years, and probably 2018, 2019, they came to see me and said, oh, we got a problem. So, oh, so what's your problem? He says, oh, we have, don't have enough parking. <laughs> I don't That's a great problem to have. <laughs> yeah. yeah. There's a lot yeah. of people, right? Yeah. <laughs> I yeah. love it. I said, I'm sure we can figure there's solutions to that problem. So I said, sure. okay, so we won't work that out. But for me, it was about the jobs and and uh, just bringing stuff back. We I estimated it was around $500 million that uh, in the, in this five wow. six years that, that I was there, we're being able to bring back to the to the subway, which is pretty much records. Uh, yeah, but uh, and all of that sure. was uh, so yeah. So that was Cayman College also. Like we mm-hmm. received a lot of that as well. Mm-hmm. You can talk about that if you want, but certainly it's yeah. challenging there. But uh, then the Cambrian, like I said, Boreal, so that there's a lot of money there, and uh, mainly drive and uh, Plaza is always, uh, but it, it just add, it added up and added up of a lot of of investments, a lot of actually money to, to the municipality, probably a hundred million bucks to the city of Greater Surrey, the defense. I mean, in, when I was there for six years, that we were able to to get into uh, at the municipal uh, level. Amazing. Exactly. And definitely a very successful, I think, six years and a very successful uh, two terms there as well. Now, if we're looking at it, like why the move, Mayor, to from federal to municipal mm-hmm. politics at the time? Was it, you know, we mm-hmm. talked about the schedule. Was it, you know, mm-hmm. personally, did it feel right? But kind of what was the yeah, reason? Yeah, yeah a few, a few um, stories there. Certainly COVID, right? COVID hit. Yeah. Right? So you're home. So you're, 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 you get to step off the train, right? Say, okay. The lifestyle, and then the so then we're I'm home and I'm working, and certainly I'm enjoying every minute of it. It's funny, we're on Zoom all the time, like everybody else. And yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah. a lot of my colleagues in Toronto are in their houses, they, they can't get out there, they're in the sky rise. And I'm like, okay, I'll take this meeting with my earpieces on when I'm walking in the conservation area. Across the street, right? <laughs> yeah, and I'm like, I'm not yeah. seeing nobody, so I don't have to, you know, for, for them, oh, you gotta stay inside. I'm like, well. Uh, you can stay inside, but we're lucky here. There's nobody outside where I'm at, so right? <laughs> yeah. Right? yeah. So you get to enjoy that, right? And uh, I'm home, and then um, and I've 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 I have three kids. Uh, my daughter uh, Milan was at university. Uh, my um, my son Henry is the middle one, and my youngest Theo was at the time well, probably 13, 12. And and he says to me, he says, "I don't remember you not in politics." Right home. Okay, because he was six, seven when I ran in twenty fifteen, started twenty fourteen, yeah. and then um, so that kind of hits you. And then little story too. So when 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 COVID hits, we're actually I'm in Ottawa, and um, 
my daughter's playing for the University of Montreal for hockey, and they qualify for the national championships. So they're out in the PEI. Oh, wow. And so, hey, that's cool, right? Right on. And yeah. my son actually was doing biathlon, and he was going to the nationals in Quebec City. I think it's low enough because the March break is upon us. And then all of a sudden, things get canceled, canceled, canceled. So we're like, okay, well, I guess we're going, we're, we got to go back home. So we were prepared to travel for the next 10 days. Okay, I guess we're going back home. So we're, and my father in law has a camp. The kids grew up there snowmobiling, going up the camp near Shining Tree. We're like, okay, well, I said, well, that's it. I said, I'm going to buy snow machines and we're going to go snow machining for until we're, this thing's over, right? Because there's no work, there's nothing going on, right? And so yeah. I said, I'll commute, I'll come back in. And so we got two snow machines and my, then all of a sudden we got two snow machines. And they're, they're like the last one's in Ontario. We're calling every place just to buy two snow machines. Anyway, we got two payments. We got them going to camp. And my son, my youngest one, says, Well, dad, I didn't realize you like snowmobiling. I'm like, oh my God. Like they, they didn't relate because I was coaching my daughter. My daughter played hockey. I coached her all the way through. No time for, for that. I right. grew up in a small town of campus casing. Right. And we would snowmobile to school, right? So we were snowmobiling <laughs> all the time, right? And I fished my whole life, right? That's what we did. And so, but my kids didn't know me in that lens, right? And I, that also has an effect. I just say, again, my kids don't really know who yeah. Yeah, I am, right? They see me as this guy walking around with a tie on. Most of the time, yeah. right? They don't really know. And then my wife said also, she said, listen, uh, it'd be very difficult for you, for us to go back to the way life was before. Yeah. Right? Because yeah. we're got this, you know, so that that also has, a, has an effect on you. And I'm, and I'm looking at the team, the accomplishments over the last uh, five and a half, uh, five years. And I'm saying, you know what? I think somebody else can take my place. You know what? I'm not mm -hmm. somebody who wants to be, it's not a lifetime job for me. It never will be. Never, mm -hmm. that's never the intention. What I, What can I do? Get in there. Do my best, do my time, and then move on. And I, that's how I, that's how I approach things, and and that's what happened at the uh, at, at that transition. But again, never thinking. Again, people not, may not believe me this, but never thinking I'd be going into municipal politics. That was not my intention at all to run right. municipal at all. That was not my intention. I said, "No, what? I'd done my time, and mm -hmm. then whatever happens, happens." That would, that, that was not my intention of uh, of turning uh, in twenty twenty two to uh, municipal politics. Right. So I, I guess, yeah, to follow up, how, how did you get into it? What, how did the opportunity yeah. for you? What, well, I guess, yeah, I get it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you get a lot of calls, right? And you get to say, oh, you should run, you should run, you should run. Yeah. Like, no, 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 no. And then people wait for you for dinner and you get kind of get almost put in the corner with a, anyways, kicked around and <laughs> saying, okay, guys, no, that was intention. But then yeah, it was a family decision, right? Uh, I just saw, again, saw the, the, the tone community, there's a lot of major projects that I think that are coming. I want to, you know, careful what I, what I say that I knew that I wanted to work on and I believe in and that mm. we should at least do our best effort to put the, the best talent or the best minimums. I thought I had the capacity and the experience and the knowledge to at least attempt to the best of my abilities to bring these projects forward and so that's why I said you know what I, I can wait I can wait another four years or I thought you know what I know that there was people that, that, that want to change and mm. and so there was a bit of that feeling out there so I said you know what I said Okay, I'll, I'll do it. And my old team, the, the people that helped me in, in my previous campaigns, they were all on board, a lot of the volunteers, right? It's, it's a whole team effort. You do not do not do this alone, right? Certainly at the at the campaign level, you know, there's, and they all came on board. People spent a lot of time. That I'm always very humbled by the effort that people just put in their time. And it's like, wow, you know, and I had a lot of um, a lot of volunteer thanks. And some people that I didn't really know before, they just showed up and said, we want you to, you know, to be our mayor. It's like, wow, that's... That's special, and I and that that sure. never leaves me. That does not leave me. I guess it, I don't know. It's 
my 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 roots or what why that that is but it's, it's something that really is uh, deep down ingrained in me is to appreciate every second of that mm-hmm. absolutely mm-hmm. Uh, that's that's amazing um so moving into to our summary questions now yeah. um you know, obviously, we chat a lot about about the podcast about Sudbury being a city that you know there has been growth, but not as much as as we think there. There's especially on a council level, it's been pretty stagnant. So, mm-hmm. I guess, what type of, of development projects? Like, what what's exciting to look for here in in the next four years with, with you as mayor? Yeah, certainly, um, I've been <laughs> being heard of working out already with the economic development team. Yeah. Right, saying what what business can can we bring here? What's going on? Why are so are we if we are losing competitions? Like what's going on? So I'm really trying to dive into the the pitch, right? Mm-hmm. What are we pitching at the city? Like right? I can pitch it, but certainly I want to know what's going on right now. Yeah. And so I know the city's actually they had started a project called the employment land strategy. So identifying all the land in the city that we can sell and that's privately owned, but certainly be able to facilitate anybody that wants to expand here or move here or grow their businesses here and make it easier for them to do that. Right. So when I'm at, when first thing I told them, I'll well, put that thing on steroids, right. We need to if we're going to have a selling proposition, why are people coming here? Cause we have land people that they can, they can get established and we, and we have the talent to do that. Right. So for me, it's about identifying that. And then in January, I'll be meeting uh, with all of the, the general managers or the presidents of all the a lot of the big mining companies in town, right? That that are already here because all, all the time we're always saying, "Well, bring them from elsewhere, right? Go to Europe. We try to bring them from South America." But you know what? We already have a lot of international companies here. Absolutely. A lot of them want to expand, right? right? What are their needs? What are the future? What are they looking for? Because often, Sudbury is just one piece of an international piece, right? Mm-hmm. So we're saying, "Well, what is the solution? What? How is Sudbury part of your solutions for?" The corporation right what you're trying to achieve saying well how can i make that easier for you right mm-hmm. what can the city do to make sure that your investments are here so mm-hmm. and how can we help you make those investments so that's going to create the jobs right at the end of the day and during the campaign i said you know what we need to be visionary i said we need to be have a goal of getting to two hundred thousand people in 20 yeah. years in the city we have the infrastructure as you have all the roads we have the pipes we have tons of them right, right. They're, they're costing us a lot of money and our tax base can't sustain that over a long period of time. And we're already at, at, at a spot that it's kind of, it's getting worrisome. So I said, unless we have a strategy to really, really grow our economy and bring people in, bring industry in, and that's kind of what I'm doing. But again, it starts with the land, being able to make that pitch. And me as mayor, I find it, I take it personally that I'll be the one pitching with the team to, again, Sudbury, always as, in, as international as well, right? Anything that we can identify, that we can put our hands on, that we can, that Sudbury can can uh, be a solution for them. And because uh, again, I, like I said, we have we have the space, we have the yeah, talent, we, we have the experience and the knowledge, right? So there's a lot yeah. that we, that is going for us, tons that is going for us. Yep. And that uh, we just get that message out there. For sure. Yeah, Sudbury's open for business. I love it. I love 100%. it. <laughs> I love it. Good stuff. Um, Obviously, um, one of the biggest proponents, maybe not so much this election, um, but certainly the last two elections, obviously, and we talked about it so much, is obviously the Sebri Arena, the old Sebri Arena. Um, and, and you mentioned, too, um, in your campaign that, you know, it shouldn't be something that's decided by the outgoing council, some that should have been dealt with by by the, the new council, and obviously that didn't, didn't happen. So what, what's your opinion on, on this current situation, and, and where do we go here? Where, where can we see the Wolves, yeah. you know, playing in, in the year, let's say, 2030? Yeah. Well, yeah, that's a great question because 
you know, I'm, I am a, for an arena, I am a downtown fan. I think that, that uh, the more foot traffic we have downtown, the more business we'll establish downtown, the more vibrant we get downtown. And if, down, any, if you guys go to any city, and even towns that have a vibrant downtown, it's a cool place to be. It's a healthy city to be in. Mm-hmm. I find that that's, so for me, that's number one. Number two, now we borrow money. I have a lot of money that, that we borrow. We're paying interest on it. And I'm saying, well, what can we get with that money that we have? Because right now, going back to the market, to borrow more money at 6 7% is just yeah. not feasible. We do not, we cannot sustain that in our taxes. So tough decisions to be made as to the refurbishment or, or, or whatever word you want to use or your renovation. Like, mm-hmm. what, do we bring it down right to the pillars or right to the bottom and build back up? Is, is there partnerships that, that we can look for? So I'm just really thinking outside the box here. What, what can we do? And so, again, right now it's kind of, early days to really get back into where we were before in the sense of like big, big discussions and big contracts and stuff like that. But I really want to make sure that the money that we do have is really well spent. Right. So even before we in, engage in spending that money with any contractors or anybody that, that we need to, to, to certainly to, to pay, to do anything for us or with us, I should say, I really want to make sure that the path is clear. And I'm so again, my, my experience, my, my business experience, right. As something as a my before we, we didn't talk about my life before politics, but I was a tax lawyer, right? And so, uh, you know, so I, I advise a lot of businesses. I'm a lawyer. <laughs> I, I was on Bay Street for a while, and so, um, so yeah, it's been uh, so that's what I've been focusing on. Okay, good yeah. stuff. G- g- good to hear. I, as long yeah. as some you know, some happens at, at some point, that's what we love to see, I, right? Some happens. Yeah. I, I really yeah. feel the yeah. same way. Listen, we need something, we deserve oh, something. for sure, but now. Yeah. Again, how do we make it that it's that that it's like, it's a sport it makes sense, right? It yeah, makes it makes sense, it, yeah, right for and sure. It, that it makes sense, and that's certainly what what I really want to get to a point where we're I'm that I'm satisfied that it's a good place mm-hmm. to be financially, and that we're proud of. of, of absolutely, absolutely, yeah, yeah. And the other thing that people don't realize is that I've been a, a box holder of the Wolves actually since they've had boxes there. I'm probably the oh. longest box holder of the Wolves since. Just the first box they had back what, right. in 2008, 2009. Yeah, right? yeah, so, yeah, that's yeah. Right. So my my wife's business and my businesses we decided to, to rent a box. Now we split it with three other companies. But yeah, there people don't go. realize that saying, oh, what's his commitment? Well, there, there's my commitment. It's there, yeah. For actually, sure. We had that. Uh, so a number of years ago, we actually had a billet, right? With yeah. They stayed with it as well. Um, yeah. So uh, Marshall, Marshall Frappier was a backup goalie. Yeah, that's uh, right. Amazing. So yeah. he, was, he was my billet. So there you go. Cool. <laughs> Love that. Yeah. Well, uh, Mr. Mayor, you obviously have been to your fair share of Wolves games then. Yes. So what do you think the Wolves organization should do with the Wolf on the wire? Should they retire <laughs> it with the old rink, bring it wherever the rink goes, keep it for the Renault rink? Like you said, I'm a big proponent of keeping it downtown as well. So I was glad yeah, to hear right your yeah. opinion on that. But yeah. yeah, what what do you think the wolf on the wire should uh... keep it? Keep it. That's somebody, right? I don't know. Listen, I, I gotta keep it. I'm I'm, I'm all for, for keeping it. it. It's history, and it, it annoys the crap out of the other team when they when you see the wolf cover cross, right? So that's uh, that's you know that that's the edge, and that's who somebody is, right? I re, I, I really feel so. I have no problems in, in keeping the wolf wherever it's a new arena, renovating arena, wherever it is, keep it. Mm-hmm. Love it, love it. <laughs> Good stuff, and. Uh, Obviously, with the ring too, there and like you said, a lot, lot of foot traffic uh, downtown, and and downtown has you know 
shown a, a lot of promise um, yeah. in, in these last few years, obviously. In, in the summer, I would say, obviously, with the patios bumping around, it's a, it's always a good time going mm-hmm. downtown. But there still obviously is a, a big opioid crisis and, and homelessness problem um, downtown. How, how do we how do we combat that? And, and how can we get downtown to, to where it was in, in the good old days? I hear all the stories about how amazing it was. And I, I want to experience that uh, again, for sure. But uh, yeah, how, how do we get there? Well, that's a good question. So it's not easy because, well, the downtown is one thing, but certainly you talk about the opioids and yeah. certainly and the homelessness that uh, every large municipality in, in Ontario, actually in Canada, for in sure. North America, for say, is, is of the opioids. Right? It's five, six years ago, we were dealing with alcohol. And then three, four, five years ago, then all of a sudden it switched to these pills, right? That was, people forget about that. Ten years ago, we didn't have a pill problem. Right? Yeah. Now it's an opioid problem that never we never had to deal with before it was alcohol in a bottle i had to get it out of the lcbo right it was so bad if you, if you made it on your own it was really bad nobody was making their own knockoff right. alcohol right? <laughs> yeah. and right yeah. the thing about that was yeah. what they did it was pretty bad stuff whereas yeah. i mean now there's a lot of crap on on the streets right and then you don't even know what, what, what they're taking so i think uh, we need more foot traffic in, in the downtown right so that's why the uh, new arena maybe some with some more development in, in the downtown is key um as well as enticing more businesses it's been tough because of, of that a lot of businesses have left right so we That's need right. to have to really think outside the box of how do we bring businesses back in as well as on the homelessness front um we do uh, when i was the mp we brought in 7.5 million for uh to build new units uh, for for transitional housing right mm-hmm. so that's a four, that, that's going to result in 40 units and now I'm working on phase two of that maybe not that project but another project bring another 40 units so that they have a place to go Right. So they have a place to go. So there's a lot of people that that are homeless. They want to be somewhere, but but again, there are those really tough, um, those tough, uh, the, the people that are really in, in a tough spot that they don't they don't even want to go anywhere, right? Mm-hmm. So basically, how do we get the wraparound services for them? So that's something that uh, as a city that we got to be focused on, and how do we make sure that the services that they get are not always in town, but certainly are around, and that we can, because what's going on right now is. They'll, they'll sleep in, in a shelter and at 8 a.m. they're kicked out. So then they go to the soup kitchen. So they walk away and they walk down and they go to the soup kitchen near, near the arena, right near, near the fire station. Right. And after that, by nine o'clock, that's it. They're kicked out again. So they got to go. And so they have eight hours sticking around to find shelter and actually and get food down the road. So that's what's going on. Right. So how do we ensure that they get the, the, the services at, at the same time and certainly maybe have a, a dignified place to live? Right, so that, that those that, that have that capacity that have that desire to do so. So again, there's, there's a lot of moving pieces there, but certainly something that is top of mind, and that uh, is not an easy matter. But I think we really need to work with. There's a lot of organizations on the ground that do a great work. So the city mm-hmm. can't do it by, on, on their own. They got to work. So I'm in the new year, convening certainly like a roundtable with all of them, saying, okay, who's doing what? Because there's duplication. Then there are other things that nobody's doing. Okay, we right. need to identify the gaps. Right, there are gaps in, in what's going on, so I think the city's role is to go to play that lead role of identifying the gaps. What resources can we put there? How can we use the resources mm-hmm. on the ground to put that through? So sure. that's uh, so that's so so so, so those are kind of, of my plans in, in the short term, but hopefully in the long term, having that the, the proper housing will help a lot. Great, good to hear. Good to hear. Good to hear. Uh, uh, yeah, great answer. Uh, so it's kind of sticking to the downtown theme. This is sure. this is a more random question, but this one's from our fans, <laughs> our audience. Um, and I don't know if this is your realm, maybe the provincial realm, but what is your stance on Uber uh, ride sharing coming to the city of Sudbury? Hmm. Well, I think it's uh, 
again, having choice, right, is always better. Right? Certainly keeping costs down, but at the same time, we have, you know, that's always been the, the, the challenge of the whole Uber question is we have taxi owners, right, they put money into into yeah. their businesses, right, drivers that have then to buy a license with them, right, and then certainly buy it from, from the city as well. Actually, it's not very expensive in, in suburb, but but still, right, they, so they were trying to run a business, all of a sudden there's a, I can start and you can start at any time, you know, just become a Uber driver and bring everybody around, right? But it's, so it's, but at the same time, I'm, you know, I, I also believe in choice, right? People, you know, you have a choice. And so, you know, my, my, my opinion on that, I'm, I'm not, I don't have a hard opinion saying that uh, if if Uber one wants to, people that want, want to drive Uber around, they can, but how do we make sure that, you know, we still need you know, the taxi service when we require them. Because, as you know, if we we're all the four of us are Uber drivers, and today we're having a beer at the bar. Well, we're not driving our Uber. Somebody on the streets going to be able to, to do it. Whereas a taxi driver, they're there to do it, right? That is the right. job. So right. they have responsibility. So that's the difference uh, there. So that's why we. How do we? How do we balance that out to be fair, right? Mm-hmm. To the to the taxi companies at the same time. So, but again, mm-hmm. I've taken Uber. To be honest with you, I have. Yeah. Uh, I've taken Uber when I'm in Toronto. Sometimes even in Ottawa. And so, because I, I recall even when I was in BNP in Ottawa, and I would take a taxi, and I'd say, well, I, I want to pay with my credit card. The taxi driver said, no, don't take credit card. Well, hey, I got to figure out cash. I don't have cash on me. Then with Uber, it's perfect, right? Don't even take out your card. Seamless, it's, yeah. yeah. Right? yeah it's so seamless. that's why the taxi industry has not evolved. They, they right. had an opportunity to take this and to do this. Absolutely. All of a sudden, it didn't, it didn't evolve. So right. there you go. Yeah, that's a good point for sure. Uh, absolutely. Uh, one more before... Um, we go to our fast five here, uh, sure. Paul. Um, so obviously big news coming out, out of Laurentian, they exit, uh, CCAA, yeah. um, matter of time. And now they, it's They can move, kind of move forward, turn the page and, and mm-hmm. rebuild the school. And, and obviously how, how big of an asset would you say is a university to the city and, and how, um, how does the LU move forward now? Well, certainly, uh, well, I was at, um, it's, it, LU is a huge asset to, to the city. It's a very important uh, development, uh, e- economic driver. Right? It's a huge economic driver for, for the city, as well as you know, maintaining and having our youth having a, a place to go and study, which, which is awesome, right? So I think now we got to really think of LU 2.0, right? What is it? What does the future look like for Laurentian? And I know in uh, speaking to the uh, chair of Laurentian, Jeff Banks, now they want to do a full kind of uh, study or uh, you know they will do a uh, like a plan to uh, a, a strategic plan as to what that looks like right involving the, the community I just need I, I want to make sure that you know what the, the community is heard there at the same time I, I also believe that we got to be going to where our strengths are right yes we are you know we, we do education we do certainly health as well but certainly mining is something that sets us apart. And so, what, what can we do more that will set that will set us apart there? And just make sure that we provide the core, uh, the, the the core or courses to our mm-hmm. to our to, to to the to the population. But it's it's really dreaming Laurentian 2.0. What does this mean? What does this look like? How do we you know create the pride again? I'm 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 so proud of Laurentian. There's amazing people working there. There's great programs at, at, at Laurentian. Absolutely. So, and the other thing I, I say often in in Canada, we're very fortunate. Where a lot of universities, like most of our universities, you go and you get a degree. It doesn't matter where you get the degree from; it's who you are, right? right. And your and, and your work ethic that will set you apart from somebody who went to to University of Moncton, to University of Manitoba, 
doesn't matter. It's, it's, it's right. who you are. That's the quality of education that we, we, we forget. And Laurentian is, is in there. Quality of education is on par with everybody else, right? Mm-hmm. So we, we can't forget that. We got to keep that uh, front, uh, front and center and, and, and keep talking about that. And uh, with time, I think that the more programs will come on board. Yep. And so, uh, then, and, and, and for me as mayor now, is what, what can we do, right? It's, it's, it's limited, right? So the, right. the city's part is a bit limited because certainly we don't have the financial ability. Mm-hmm. It's more the province. This is mm-hmm. province's role mm-hmm. and the feds to a certain extent on mm-hmm. research mm-hmm. that they can do. So, yeah. So for me, again, it's, it's a, it's a very important asset. It's a critical asset that, that, that we have. We need to, to support it and we need to promote it. And that's what I'm going to do. Love it. Amazing. Amazing. Um, all right, we'll move on to our fast five now uh, here, Mr. Mayor. It's um, five rapid fire questions. Whatever comes to the top of your head, let it rip. And right. uh, I'll send it off to Mason here. All right, Mr. Mayor, thank you again for joining us. So fast five coming up. What is your favorite sports team? Oof. Okay, got to be careful here, boys. It's probably the Habs. I love it. Oh, I love it. I love oh, it. Oh, but I'm not an anti Leafs fan. I, got, I have to say that. You know what? I have a lot of, <laughs> have a lot of admiration. I, I'm a Mitch Marner fan. I'm a Marner, 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 Marner. But I'm a, I've always been a Habs fan. So, But uh, I was actually, I was cheering for the Leafs uh, last year, right? When the Habs made yeah. it. So yeah, I love, love that. Awesome. Uh, what's your favorite band or musical artist? Oh, that's too big, right? I have my range of music is huge, guys. I'll yeah. listen to jazz. Like I grew up on Ozzy Osbourne, right? My yeah. brother, is, uh, my, my brother's nickname is Ozzy, right? Yeah. So I grew up with the LPs, right? Back in the day, the record yeah. player. My parents had these huge Bose speakers in the house, and we had a wall of the stereo was a wall, like the, the, the wall was just a big stereo, right? And we had the record. So I grew up. From Ozzy to Journey, like I'm, I'm a big, you know, I, love, I love rock and uh, I, I'm a rock and roll guy. And but I also love funk, right? So again, it's I, my undergrad was in music. My first degree was in music. Oh, uh, I played saxophone. I performed saxophone performance. I played a lot back in the day, and so I played in a lot of bands. So I, so yeah, my range from James Brown to Ozzy Osbourne to to Journey to Fleetwood Mac, right? So I, my, <laughs> that's why anybody who asks me about music, it's I have a really wide. It depends on the undergrad. <laughs> It really does. Yep. It depends yeah, on the day. Awesome. Fair enough. Love it. Uh, random Love it. off topic from the Fast Five, but were you at the Elton John concert in Sudbury? Yes, I was, but I bought my ticket. I love that. All right, next question. Question three. What's your favorite lake in Northern Ontario? Well, I live on Ramsey, so I guess Ramsey is there. For, but uh a shoo-in. What about the camp? Yeah, pretty much a shrimp, but the fishing is not that great, right? I love fishing. Right. So uh, I grew up like I said, in Capskies. There's a place called uh, Rufus Lake. We catch our limit in two hours. Not even eight, but four, 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 four guys in two hours. We get our limit. Then we go back in, eat some, and then we go back and just to catch and release all the rest of the day. So <laughs> that's, awesome. I, I grew up with that. So, yeah, so that's probably my, that's where, again, my, that's my, my natural fishing lake, but on, but Sudbury again, three hundred thirty lakes. It's amazing. Right? Which is yeah, so city of lakes. Ah, yeah. city of lakes. It's it's beautiful. Right, swimming and you know, being yeah. on uh, on your deck at uh, right after work. Right, it's such a great quality. Easy. Yeah. yeah, nothing yeah. better. All right, taking you back from summer, we're going into winter. What's your favorite winter activity to do in Sudbury? Oof. Well, I do. We do most of it. Like I said, we skate. We we we, we will play hockey, but a snowmobile, right? And then yeah, uh, awesome. we cross country ski. We downhill ski. So I you know. Yeah. I, I don't mind curling, but uh, I've really been really good at it. But uh, I do most winter sports, snowshoeing, cross-country skiing, like I said, 
we'll do most of them. And so, but uh, snowmobiling and ice fishing is something that I grew up doing as well. So really enjoy doing that. Mm-hmm. Love that. All right. This is our biggest question probably of the whole interview. <laughs> what is your favorite Sudbury restaurant? Oh, okay. That's again, the guys. We are blessed. The political answer is that we are blessed to have our amazing restaurants. And we are, right? <laughs> that, that, yeah, yeah. That's not even a political answer. It's true. Right. Yeah. But uh, I'm a, so I'll have a craft beer. Like then I'll have a good coffee. Like I, so we have a lot of great coffee shops in town. Mm-hmm. Right. So, but uh, my God, uh, that's, that, that question is almost unfair because we got, you know, from, <laughs> it's true. You know, from yeah. P&M to Apollo to basically the four corners, we got some great Tony V's. Right. Yeah. So they've got, so we, no, we got a lot of great restaurants. I've probably yeah. done most of them right in, yeah. in town. And so, yeah, it's very, it, yeah, you, you gotta be careful with that answer. <laughs> <laughs> what about your go-to coffee shop? Yeah, it's between. Um, I have three: Salute, Cup of Joe, and then Old Rock. Which you know what? Carol was the first one to bring that type of coffee back in the day, right? Probably 15, yeah. 20 years ago. She was the first one, and I still love going there. So it's, it's still really good. But uh, certainly, do Cup of Joe and, and 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 Salute as well. Those are the kind of the coffee shops. I'm I'm really really big on. Every time I go to a, to a new town or to anywhere, I always try to find the local brew house, right? The place yeah. where they brew it. I don't do chains. I try to not to do chains if I can, right. sort of, I can avoid it. So I always try. I remember when my daughter was playing hockey in the States and I would go and visit. We'd go to all these small American towns and I would try to find the best coffee shop. I was at the best espresso, right? And, uh, <laughs> in, in a little town in, in Ithaca or anywhere you know, in Syracuse, right? I was trying to find uh, the, the best coffee shops. Amazing. Good stuff. Awesome. Well, well, listen, uh, Mr. Mayor, we really appreciate you, you coming on and chatting with us and, and giving up uh, your time and, and investing your time in us. We, we really yeah, appreciate awesome. it. Um, I think we can do a whole podcast on the early days too. We'll, we'll have to save that for, for, <laughs> not, for another time. Yeah, yeah. For another time, for sure. You have athletic genes. It sounds like your kids yeah, are sure. thriving. Yeah. yeah the kids do. Yeah. Yeah, I, I play some sports, but uh, yeah, I, I enjoy it. Yep. We'll Actually, get you awesome. to NHA and uh, we'll see. You <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, there you go. Yeah. There you yeah. go. <laughs> yeah, but uh, but awesome. again, thanks thanks for coming on. Um, b- best of luck with everything, and uh, you know, uh, change is coming. We we feel it, and uh, we're we're happy you're at the helm of it. So thanks again for coming on. Thank you. I appreciate thanks that so much. Thanks a lot, guys. All right. All right. That was our interview with His Worship Mayor Paul Lafave Mace. A different one for the boys. We've never went in into politics. First time ever. Thoughts. We're we're big J journalists now, Chim. Yep. We uh who's next? Who's next? We go in. Who wants to come on? Viv Lapointe? Who who wants to come on? Jamie West. But, Call them all. But Mayor Lafay was great. Very yeah, Mayor uh, was awesome. He can talk and just answer our questions. We like most of our guests. He just answers the questions that we've had prepared. So that's always nice. And Great take on the Sudbury Arena, staying. Uh, well, he not not staying downtown, but he he would like to see it. His visions to have it downtown, but he's open to anything. I uh, don't want to put words in his mouth, but yeah, yeah. No, I think uh, probably one of many interviews we'll have with uh, Sir Mayor. Yeah, no, he was awesome. I like. And from your to... point of view, you're you're the politics guy. Did was it fun? Was it yes. everything you expected so... it? So uh, I was everything I expected a little bit more. Um, Paul was very comfortable. 
you know, you didn't, you, you don't know what you're going to get because, you know, he's in politics, right? We'll see how, how much he answers and stuff. And he absolutely just snapped it around with the boys, which was awesome. Um, he was great. I like it for everyone to know this. We are the first interview with Paul LaFace since he gone into mayor. Maybe he's had some articles done, but the first radio, podcast, YouTube interview is behind the bench. Let it be known. Put it on the Wikipedia pages. All the quotes. I want it. I want it cited behind the bench. Um, but yeah, it was an awesome interview. Fantastic guy. I think we're in great hands. Hopefully, someone that can unite this council together to get some stuff done. He didn't shy away from any questions, which I liked. Um, and yeah, no, Paul. Paul was great. Paul was great. So again. Thanks uh, to Mayor Paul Lafay for coming on. And with that, let's keep on rolling into the Corny's Quiz. It's the Corny's Quiz presented by producer Mason Money Savage. All right, gentlemen, welcome to the 89th installment of the B2B Corny's Quiz. Last week, Chim, tough bounce. Roberto Bagnato. Yeah. <laughs> Guest contestant on the quiz, Tom. He represented you very well. Thank you. We did the Canadian uh, quiz trivia from the Reader's Digest magazine. We may revisit that maybe closer to Canada Day. But this week, we have two categories, four questions in each. Our first category, random trivia, random pop culture trivia. And then our second category is Christmas. We did Christmas movies for the four-pack, kept that theme going. So, Tom, you're going to start. I'll let you choose where you start. Do you want to go Christmas or random trivia first? Give me Christmas. All right. What year was Mariah Carey's All I Want for Christmas Is You released? Can I be a multiple choice? It's got to be a long time ago, no? Give me like 1998. Incorrect. Mr. No, I, think it's, I think it's 2000s. Yeah. Oh, I want... That's a banger. Give me 04, Mace. 10 years late, Jim. 1994, my birth year. Mariah Carey okay. wow. dropped the banger. That long? That long for Christmas is yeah. You gave me the face, Jim, like I was out to lunch, but... You were closer. Well, I thought it was 2000s yeah. for sure. Okay, yeah. I'll take wow. a wash there. Yep. All right, Chimino, what's the best-selling Christmas single of all time? Oh, my God. If you like it, um, this is just got this is just got talking to me. Let's go, uh, Feliz Navidad. That is incorrect. Tom, opportunity to steal. Man, that's so hard. What I don't want to say, the Mariah Carey one. These mazes giving me the face. Good, good answer, Chen. I was almost thinking that. 
I want to wish you a Merry Christmas. It's beginning to look a lot like Christmas. I don't know. Give me uh, hey, give me that Mariah Carey one. I'm wrong, but. That, that is incorrect. I was looking for White Christmas wow. by Bing Crosby. Wow. I'm dreaming. <laughs> wow, I would have never guessed that one. Really? No. One? That's the greatest song yeah, that's sold? that's shocking. Yeah. Apparently, okay. it's the best-selling Christmas single of all time. All right, Tom. A little okay. easier now. Sorry. Thank, uh, you. Thank you. Throw you guys for a ride like that. Okay, Tom. What is the Grinch's dog's name? I should know that. You know who's going to kill me is um, Brett's girlfriend. She knows that. Give me a second. Comedy and Nancy. What do I want to say? It's Max. That is correct. Yes. Nice pull, Tom. Thank you. Nice pull. Because I was like, it's a name, it's common. And then I had to think. Okay, thank you. All right, Chimino. Can you please get off your phone in class? Thank you. <laughs> How many reindeer does Santa have? <laughs> Look at his face. He's counting them. Count it, Jim. Nine? Eight. Oh, shit. Sorry. Shoot. Sorry, Tom. <laughs> All right. I got Are you sure, Mace? Yes. How How is it eight, though? Because Rudolph leads at the top. No? Isn't it? Rudolph's not the Dasher, only Dasher Dancer. Oh, Dasher, he, oh, Dancer. Oh, he, he leads with a partner up top. Prancer. Yeah, I think so. Dixon. Oh. Cupid. Wow, I can't believe I screwed up hosting this. All right, well, that's a wash. Tom, I'll give you another question here. It's okay, man. We'll, we'll allow it. Give you an easy one here, Tom. Okay. How many planets make up the solar system? Oh, my God. Dude, you know I'm not good at this stuff. Chim's a teacher, too. You should know this. Ten? Incorrect. I don't get to steal that, though, right? No, you don't. Looking for the, the answer? same answer as eight. Would you have got that, Chim? No. <laughs> All right, so we got a one nothing for Tom. <laughs> no. <laughs> All right, Tom. What a barn burner. Here's the under in the game. Where or what city hosted the 2000 Summer Olympics? I got it. No clue. Not even one clue. Let's go uh, Spain. I don't know. I was looking for a city, so that is incorrect. Oh, right. I, yeah, this has got to be it. 04 was Greece. Yeah, I knew that. <laughs> 2000, <laughs> 2000 was Sydney, Australia. That is correct. Good, good job, Jim. 1 1. Mr. Alex Tremino. 
what is a single strand of spaghetti called? <laughs> what are you doing, Maze? Like what? A single strand. A single strand of spaghetti. That's the same face you made when Italy didn't make the World Cup. Shut up. I need an answer here, Jim. I don't know. A noodle. No, that's incorrect. Uh, Tom, do you have anything in your noodle? What kind of question is that? We went from Olympics to this. Spaghetti, spaghetto. That is correct. Oh my god! I just thought of like the fucking plural part of it. Are you fucking kidding me, <laughs> Jim? Spaghetto? <laughs> Think I thought of like singular. Like, what a Mace! You're good. You're good. You're good. Quiz <laughs> toast. That stunk. That stunk. That is all time spaghetto. <laughs> I win. I'm two zero. No, no. No, it's two one. Oh, okay. there's still two questions left. Oh, barn burner. Okay, never mind. All right, Tom. Yeah. No, it's Chim. No, it's Tom. No, it's Tom. Me, come on, Mace. Who was the first American Idol winner? You think I know? Oh my God. Give me uh, Adam Lambert. Incorrect. Oh, nice try, though. Come on, right? There was, there was a guy, but I don't know if it was before this person. No way you know this, Jim. No way. Give me, but I think it's Kelly Clarkson. That is correct. Oh, nice pull. Oh, Jim. Have a day. Let's go, Tom. 2-2. Two, 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 okay. 2-2, two, two, Jim. Opportunity to win. Here. Chance to win. Walk off oh, home. He's gonna give you a layup. Na 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 In what movie does Robert De Niro say, "You talking to me"? Oh. Why is it leaving my? I'm blanking. I'm blanking. But see now, I know the name. But I, the Godfather. That is incorrect, Tom. No, is it taxi driver? That is correct. Wow! I would have finished too. I would. I would have never guessed taxi driver. (laughs) I would never guess taxi driver. I never watched it. Wow! Wow! Good ending question, though. I'll admit to that. But yeah, Spaghetto was a, was in Jupiter and Mars around the ring. Came back yeah. to me. That was yeah. a guess. You know when the four multiple choice exams passed me through Laurentian? That is, you have no clue. There you go. Well, you, it, that's uh, deductive reasoning, Tom. Hey, you pulled some of your a, uh, it's a w European show. language. I won the four pack. I, I won the fruit. I didn't win the, I wasn't here for the uh, carnival one or whatever one you guys did in winter activities. But hey, I'm 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 staying hot here.
Stay hot. Yeah, well done, Tom. Well done. Um, all right. Well, uh, we'll go on to the four-pack now. And uh, I was with a very special guest. All right, folks. Uh, it's four-pack time. And for the first time ever, first of all, four-pack is sweeping the nation right now. Pe- like, the four-packs are going nuts. Um, people giving their opinions. Fruits, Tom. That was that was a big one. Fruits was a Thanks, big buddy. one. So good for you. Yeah, um, we do you have and a your, you you and your prosciutto. Sorry, cantaloupe, cantaloupe, cantaloupe. prosciutto. Euros understand cantaloupe. Um, I'm European. Okay, anyways, yeah, you're not. You're not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it, it, you're hearing that voice, folks. Um, that is our guest today. We do have a guest for the four pack today. Drafting with us, it is Dario Belgio, all the way in God's country in Brooks, Alberta. What's going on, buddy? How you doing? Thanks so much for having me, boys. Can't wait. Can't wait. <laughs> All right. Well, Tom, set the order, bud. Since you won the fruits and we haven't posted win- winter activities yet. <laughs> Thank you. I'm going to go number one. I need the first pick. Need it. Ah, yeah. uh, I'm going to give Mason second. Ooh, let's go. Chim three and Belge. I'll be nice because four and five is pretty good. You get the back and forth. All right. All okay. right. I'll be nice to the wow. guest here. So I'm up for debate. Be nice would have been giving him the bullets. I'm up for debate. (laughs) This one's really tough. But I got to go fan favorite. Got to go. Guys, this movie's so funny. But I, 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 okay, I should have went four and five. I'm going to go elf. Just give me elf. Oh my God. What? I think that's a good number one pick. It's a good pick, but it's not number one. It's not number one. Okay, dude, you're the only one at the base. Clearly, Mace and Dario think it's, like, pretty good. Yeah, that's, that's like... It's not a number one. It's it's no contest. It's going to go before Mm -hmm. I get picked again. So, it's like, I have to pick it. I understand. It's not number one. It's not number one. You could have went three. Okay, whatever. Think, you guys go. We'll see who wins. It, I was at, it, it was at the third spot of my tiers. It was okay, I know. Three. There is another one that I wanted to pick, but... Okay. No, I, I like that pick, Tom. Thanks, I'm going to go with a movie that came out the year you guys were born. I know this one. Starring Jim Carrey, The Grinch. Oh. See, That's Tim, it's still available, Jim. Wow. I can't believe this fell in my lap at three. What, some prosciutto cantaloupe? It's, ho- it's Home Alone. It's no. Home Alone. Still no. No, Home Alone's good. That that those are my top three. No. Home Alone is is up there. That's 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 a one one for sure. Okay, Belge. All right, I'm Four gonna take five advantage. Advantage. I'm gonna take advantage of Al's miss. It's Whoa. Home Alone two. Home wow. Alone two. Yeah, Home Alone. Two. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Home Alone two is good. Home Alone, home two, alone is two is the better one. Ah, uh, okay. I thought he had it on the whiteboard. You know, like the line combination whiteboard. I thought that that's what you were looking at. <laughs> yeah. No, 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 I'm in my notes right now. Uh, okay. Home alone two, and then I'm gonna go. I'm stuck here because. What do you? Get? We're going for the for the fan vote, right? Well, no, it, just your favorite. You, you yeah. do your favorite. Unless you yeah. want to pander yeah. like Chimino yeah. does. Unless you do okay. a common pick Game of Thrones, never watch that. I think I, I actually haven't seen this one in a long time, Whoa. but I think it's going to be pretty popular. Christmas Vacation. Oh. Yeah. Oh. 
that hurts. That's my favorite. That's my number one. Okay. That's my number one. There we go. National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. Yeah. 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 Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. Well, that wasn't classified. It well, is that's what, that's the title called. of the movie. Tom. Fine, we'll allow it, Belge. <laughs> you got that is that it, late? I was going to pick that one, but I said I have it, to get there, off. Oh, that yeah, hurts. I can't. Yeah. I like that four or five was good for me. I like oh, that. Oh, wow. Wow, wow, wow. That hurts. Good pick. Does though. that ever hurt? Now I'm in one. Wow, am I ever in one? Okay. <laughs> Cantaloupe. Yeah. Can't go wrong with that, dude. Well, I only go I only go kids here. Um Okay. And I'm in between three. But the one see that now I'm in between two. Okay. Um I'm gonna go this one. I'm gonna go with the original uh, Rudolph the Red Nose Reindeer. Yeah, yeah. from the 1964. Original. Yes, the original. Yeah, great pick, Jim. That one. Actually, make me and tear, you make, make, that make you tear up. Me that and you tear. actually agree with that one, buddy. That's a good one. Great yeah. job. All right, Mason. Uh, okay. Ah, uh, do I? Do I re not reach, but do I try to think what Tom's gonna take? Oh, you know, buddy. Uh, when you do that, you're just gonna mess up your pick. I I just don't think you have this movie on your list. Okay, sure. I'm gonna go Frosty the Snowman. Good. See that? See that? Good. I was That's in between great, Rudolph and Frosty. Great pick, Frosty. No matter when you watch it, you'll cry. You'll cry watching Frost. Yep. Great That's it. Auto tears. Auto tears. Okay, Tom. Back to back jacks here, buddy. Double D on. Okay, Chim. Give me Christmas with the cranks. Yeah, it's a good one. Yeah. Thank you. Thanks, Chim. That's a good one. And I haven't watched in a while. It's a good one. I'm saving this one because I know no one's going to say that one. Give me. Is it a Greek one? No. Get him to the Greek. Christmas edition. Give me the best childhood. Not best. Top three. Give me the Polar Express. That's a good one. Yeah, it's, wow. I felt pretty late. Felt that's, pretty late. that's gut-wrenching. Because <clears throat> that was, uh, yeah. That good was, pick, uh, HM. Yeah, that one hurts. That one hurts. <laughs> that's, a, oh, that's a good nostalgic pick, Tom. Thanks. I'm going to go uh, the Santa Claus, Tim Allen. Oh, yep. There's so many guys. Oh wow, I'm not happy at how this draft is went at all. Um, give me deck the halls with Danny DeVito. Uh, that is an absolute classic. <laughs> great pick. Oh, uh, uh, oh man, you, you have me, a strong one-two though. Your yeah, one-two is. Me, yeah, I know that puts me on the spot though. That was my. I had that one teed up. Your Christmas vacation alone might win it. Oh, okay. That hurts. Um, so I, I just have two picks now. Drum roll, and then, please. And then I'm done. All right. <laughs> then you're done. I got yeah. yeah. to think about this. Drum roll, please. All right. Okay, this one, I don't know how popular it's going to be, but I had, uh, you know, like before Netflix and stuff, you just had a couple DVDs. So you'd watch the same movies like a hundred times. Mm-hmm. 
Fred Claus yeah, with Vince Vaughn. Yep. <laughs> that's a good it's, one. That's a good yeah, one. It's very underrated. Very underrated. So I'm going to take that. And then with my last pick, uh, okay, this one's controversial. Rocky Four. Rocky Four. Since <laughs> since when was Rocky Four a Christmas hey, movie? Hey, guess what day he fights Ivan? When, when Christmas Day. Christmas Day. Christmas Day. I actually never knew that. <laughs> yeah, it's a Christmas movie. <laughs> oh my god! Unless, unless it gets vetoed, but I'll die no, on that no. hill. It's a Christmas. That's a- it's a Christmas movie. I like that. Wow. <laughs> wow. Wow. Uh, <laughs> that is a good one, folks. Um, okay, to round it out for me, uh, a Michael Keaton classic, Jack Frost. Yeah, Jack true. Frost. You did pretty good, buddy. No, I'm not. I should have took Christmas vacation. I'm pissed with myself now. I almost happy. took that one, but I can't I can't miss Elf, guys. Elf's a stock. Elf like, is one in the first round. I did not think Elf is an out and out one. No, that's Elf, Elf's McDavid level number one. Uh, come Don't on, Jim. You can never get over. I know. I thought. I think Jen Pop says the Home no. Alone is. I was debating one Home Alone or Home Alone two. Elf or Vacation, dude. I had that over yeah. Home Alone. Yeah. Kind of, kind of upset. Bell stole my thunder there with the controversial pick. I, I was gonna go. Were you gonna go Rocky Four? No, I, I, I'm going with Harry Potter and the Philosopher's Stone. Oh my lord! Wow, uh, what? Yeah, that that that. It's a I'll Christmas allow movie. It. Yeah, I'll allow it. The major portion of that movie is around Christmas. We are gonna get torn apart in no. the comments. <laughs> yeah, no, I, they I, just I'm won't, they won't vote comments. for them. No, okay. but if you like, that's see, the but this Harry is, Potter to watch at Christmas. See, time. this is yeah. where I usually say this happens every draft where I tell Mace that this is the pick that loses him. The draft. Yes. Yeah. I'm not gonna say it this time though. I'm not gonna say it. No, you know what, Mace? You know what, Mace? Every year it's like Christmas, all the Harry Potter Potter movies show up on like HBO and stuff and Rocky Four. And Rocky. (laughs) I'll allow it. Can I round out my it's true? Yeah, round it out. Round it out. Okay. Mace, you've definitely watched this one, you know, with your significant other. Give me Cameron Diaz's best movie. The holiday. Uh never I can't say I've watched that one. Great movie. That's her yeah. best movie? I think so. She's very good in it. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Okay, well that is the four pack draft. Let's let's run through everyone's uh team here. So Tom had the bullet. He went with Elf, Christmas with the Cranks, Polar Express, and the Holiday. Oh. Mason. Mason went with the Grinch. Frosty the Snowman, the Santa Claus, and Harry Potter and the Philosopher's Stone. I went with with Home Alone, the original Rudolph, Deck the Halls, and Jack Frost, and Baljo. I mean, what a what a draft for the kid! Home Alone two, Christmas Vacation, Fred Claus, and Rocky Four. I think one and two went in the draft on his own. He could have not picked up two two other ones and. He could I still pick that four pack. Yeah. That's where my vote's sure. going, Jim. Belge, well done. Well done, <laughs> Well done. All right. From the four pack to the 
hockey pool we go. Mason, how's your team doing, buddy? Let's go check the standings here. 500. 500. 500 balls. Points four aren't great, but had a big win last week again. Um, The insider is still 6-0. He lost by a fraction of a point. I Sorry, I lost by a fraction of a point to the insider. So he is bendable. He is bendable for sure. Demacito and Pauly V are five and one. Tommy's four and two. Better call Stahl four and two. Gio Biondi, Elf, just uh, Roberto, Scotty Jerv, and KPMG, as well as you, Mace, are three and three. And then bottom feeders, myself. Oh, I'm ahead of you Max now. Piquette and Max Whitehead got, sorry, myself and Max Piquette are two and four. Max Whitehead is one and five. He got his first win. Desi is one and five. James Green, the only team that is winless. At what a disappointing bottom six. three. I would have never guessed those would be at the bottom. Yeah, very disappointing. Um, I am shocked at the top that Zach is uh, six and all, but he didn't draft a goalie. I don't, I don't think like till like halfway through the draft. So he's finding a way to get it done. Nuts. I'm playing the goalie market, just picking up whoever's yeah, starting. Random backup started. That's the way it works in, in this pool for sure. It's pretty active uh, league though. People are picking yeah, guys up every day. I do I do like to see that. That is nice. Get to see some real poolies at action. It's awesome. Um, all right, Mace. We missed it. Anything we missed, buddy? Uh I really blew it with the, the soccer pool. Yeah. What else did we miss? Um, I don't. While, yeah. While you Anything? while you're thinking of that, uh, we missed it. We haven't mentioned. Hey, another great Christmas gift. We still got BTB sweaters, BTB sweaters, junkyard dog T-shirts, uh, Super Moose T-shirts. Fantastic gift. Um, comfortable, stylish, amazing. That's the BTB merch, and hopefully we're coming up with something new in the new year. I would I'd love to see some I want new merch from the boys. Yeah, for sure. But um, Maison, yeah. Anything else we missed, buddy? Anything on your end? No, not nothing. Um, no, nothing too crazy on my end. Um, no, no, nothing. Uh, the Marcus I'll and uh, Ryan Reeves scenario was funny. Yeah, that is pretty pizza. cool. Yeah, I think um, what I'm gonna do is I, I want to get a side by side. Revo saying it's time, and when I did when I did it when I coached, and uh, we'll put it to a poll and see who oh, did God. it better. But uh, yeah, no, that's 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 it from me though, Miss. Um, and with that, I guess we'll wrap up the episode here. That is episode 89 of Behind the Bench. 90. We're again real close to 100. Um, so again, thanks for everyone that. Uh, has us, uh, this is you know, 89. 89, yeah. You said yeah. 90. Did I say 90? Yeah. Wow. That then we missed it right there. It's episode it. 89 of Behind the Bench. We're getting real close um, to 100, like I said. Um, so we'll see you all soon. Thank you so much for always listening to us, to our sponsors. You're the best. We love you. And uh, we'll send it off to Posty here. Why should I, Twain, not come into Sudbury or Timothy?
says that we could crash it for free. We gotta take the phones because we can't let nobody see. And pop a pill, since you ain't here, not a thing to 